0: Craig, thanks for uh, taking time with us this morning and uh, for connecting. I was going to take a break and uh, try to get you on the horn, but we got you now. So uh, we'll uh, push that break back a bit. Uh, So, Craig, uh, thanks again for taking time. Uh, Tell us what you guys decided to to go with uh, when it comes to badminton and other sports from yesterday's board hearing.
1: Yeah, so on the sports side, there have been a number of discussions over the last couple months about badminton being low risk and for the schools up north in particular recognizing the future um, gym limitations might make it easier and better for us to move badminton to start a little sooner being low risk um, we can get it conducted so uh, the rest of the sports remain on hold as does badminton um, and we look to start those as soon as we can get confirmation from the department of public health and the governor's office so if we're good to go forward with those so um, we're, we're waiting for that timeline um Obviously, they've been busy with the vaccine and getting that rolled out, but we've been told uh, within the next week or two we can hopefully have a conversation with them and know what what a timeline might look like yet for this winter.
0: Craig, one thing that uh, has come up, of course, is, uh, you know, the review of other states and how they're handling things, uh, not just with, uh, you know, dining at restaurants, but also education and even sports. Uh, What have you seen from other states and how they've been able to manage uh, ongoing sports competitions? uh, That uh, seems to be a different approach from Illinois.
1: Yeah, so uh, I've been obviously monitoring that closely throughout the fall and and now transitioning into the winter and and had conversations with a number of directors in those other states related to sports and activities. And, you know, generally they've been able to successfully continue to go forward while some of the Midwest states in particular have seen some spikes like our state did around the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, They haven't backed off the continuation of them providing opportunities for kids. they They've had to make some adjustments relative to spectators and attendance and, and those kind of things as things evolve um, closer to, you know, later November, people going inside. Uh, but in a general sense, they've been successful. Their, their teams have participated at a, a 90, a generally approximately a 95% participation. So um, while there have been some situations where teams have had to step away, quarantine for maybe a short time, um, generally, their teams have been able to go forward, and they've been able to be successful with it.
0: We're talking with Illinois High School Association Executive Director Craig Anderson here on the WMAY Morning News feed. And if, if we've seen them be successful in retrospect, why why didn't Illinois, um, you know, push forward and and face this adversity head on?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I, I think a lot of that has to do with you know our Department of Public Health and the position that that department took along with the governor and and really taking a different approach and and uh, as as i'm sure many of the listeners will know in basketball in in um, late october you know we we established a position to see if our schools wanted to go forward uh, somewhat against that guidance and and the clear message was collectively amongst our membership was that we needed to adhere to the guidance with liability issues and those kind of things so we've settled back into that position to mirror you know when idph and the governor's office says that we're good to go with sports Uh, i've asked the same question that you just presented to them a number of times and um, you know they continue to state they're following the science and the data that would say that you know it's safer uh, for us not to go forward with sports and activities and so um, it's unfortunate for our students and i feel badly for them and you know, us as an association, we suffered. Our schools have suffered as a result, um, but you know we're we're following them, and and uh, you know we need to pressing forward. Uh, you know, have our students, our our schools, be safe, and hopefully there'll be a time yet this winter and obviously the future of the school term for kids to be back engaged with their sports.
0: We've talked about it before in the past. Uh, and as far as the, uh, the impacts on student athletes from the lack of competition, the lack of being able to have stats behind their name uh, and being able to, to get in front of uh, scouts and whatnot, uh, you know, when talking about, you know, a lot liability, who should be held liable for that, uh, that they're not able to have access to that uh, moving forward and the impacts on their uh, future potential. Yeah,
1: you know, those things, um, I I'm, I'm I'm cautious and and uh, concerned about those things and and the opportunities for our students and it's it's devastating when I sit back and think about it, the the missed opportunities that our students are failing to get at this time and you know, I don't know where that liability uh, finds itself. You know, it's hard to put a finger on exactly which students are being harmed and those that aren't and you know, those that had stats previously and, and that success has, um, you know, enabled them to get opportunities for scholarships and those kind of things. Uh, you know, I, I guess we'll wait and see as to where some point the finger, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, w- like I said, we, we've been caught in this position trying to adhere to the guidance of IDPH and the governor's office. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think you know, the fact that our schools and, and the association are now following that guidance, um, I, I think that legally we would be in a good position um, at knowing that we had adhered to that guidance being offered to us. And I believe they're doing it for safety. And, you know, we had a, a, a lot of success in the fall in keeping the spread down while, you know, it kicked back up in November, much like it did in other states. Um, again, we're just hoping that an opportunity is yet available for students to showcase their talent, to you know get the experiences, to get the stats, all those things uh, come available yet this school term.
0: Craig Anderson, the executive director of the Illinois High School Association, here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Um You you indicated that you're following the governor's um, you know recommendations, but the governor has you know when it comes to schools. He said, "Hey, it's up to the local school districts, and that seemed to be the indication from IHSA with the with the basketball situation in October. As you as you indicated, why not just have stuck with that uh, instead of you know seeming to now you know point up to the governor and say it's it's on him? Yeah. So uh, when we came out with that,
1: we, we gave it a couple weeks for our schools to determine what they wanted to do." Uh, and then surveyed the schools and you know the vast majority of our membership said you know they weren't going to go forward against the governor's guidance Uh, while the governor's guidance is permitting schools to be open you know he's he's pretty adamant that uh, sports season shouldn't be conducted so that there's a little bit of difference there in terms of what guidance is being offered from the governor's office and so as a result you know uh our schools didn't feel comfortable with playing basketball. The majority of our schools, we had some that said, yeah, we'll, we'll play. We'd be, you know, we want our kids to have those opportunities, but you know, that the number of schools that were willing to do that were so widespread, you know, travel concerns and, and the number of schools necessary to really, you know, have a, uh, a season, uh, really, uh, didn't make sense, um, looking at the numbers and the outcome of our survey when we asked our schools, did they, you know, did they want to go forward with basketball? So that's what led us to the belief, uh, and our board took the position, that we really need to, to step back, um, you know, adhere to this most recent Tier 3 resurgence, Mitigations and follow that
0: guidance. And some of the uh, other actions that were taken were uh, allowing for virtual state series like chess and speech and debate. Uh, and of course, this is what the Illinois High School Association in action that they took yesterday. Uh, one final question here from the newsroom with Chris Murphy and
1: uh, Craig. You know, it's been well documented that because you guys haven't been able to put on tournaments, it's caused a financial strain. What is the health of the IHSA financially right now? Yeah, that, that continues to be a, a real concern, and we're monitoring that closely. Um, you know, we're we're into our third consecutive season where the outlook isn't real good to have spectators and revenue um, that would keep us going. So, um, you know, we we've secured a line of credit uh, against our reserves. We have some fine reserves to to help us get through, but we continue to look at ways. Um, within our association and our staff specifically, because obviously personnel is an expense for the association that we can make cutbacks. And we'll continue to to look at that until there's an outlook where we think we can get back to some state series spectators revenue coming off of that. So, um, yeah, we're we're continuing to be concerned. We've made some adjustments, uh, a number of adjustments with some cost saving measures, but we're continuing to to acknowledge that especially in this time when now we don't have a lot of activity uh, that we, we need to make some staffing adjustments and, and we'll follow through accordingly.
0: Craig Anderson, executive director of the Illinois high school association. Thanks for taking time with us this morning and let's connect again soon. All right.
1: Sounds good. Thanks guys.